you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at VisitCalifornia.com. Today on NFL Fantasy Live, Michael Fabiano is bringing sexy back. This actually comes in the form of his stardom, sit-em column. Who should you start and who should you sit in week one? Do you still have your draft coming up? Well, listen, we didn't forget about you late drafters. Adam Rank has his list of sleepers for you to draft or even a pick up off the waiver wire. And as we head towards Thursday night's season kickoff, our experts will reveal their off-season man crushes. We absolutely gush over these fantasy studs coming up. NFL Fantasy Live is now. everybody and welcome to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose, the most watched fantasy football show on planet Earth. I'm James Cole alongside Michael Fabiano and the very good looking Elliot Harrison on the far side. We're going to hear from Molly Karam and Marcus Gray. Don't look at me like that. I sure am glad things are going good for you, Clark. (laughs) (laughs) Monday through Friday, NFL Fantasy Live is on at 4 p.m. Eastern on NFL.com and NFL Now. At 5 p.m. Eastern, you can find us on the network. That's NFL Network. And then every Sunday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, you can find us on NFL.com and the NFL Red Zone channel. Game you're looking forward to the most in week one. Mike By the way, this is a segment we should call Between the Two Full Hawks. He's <laughs> like got the high hair thing going on. I'm going Cowboys Niners because good, I want to be see how bad the Cowboys defense is. And actually, I want to see how bad the Niners defense is. Interesting. Too. Great fantasy game. I like Chargers Cardinals. That's like, yeah, that's like a that? vanilla pudding after you had a great dinner. It's okay. our Monday night yep. nightcap after a great week one. And I think it's a matchup of good, two good teams. And then a lot of fantasy relevance in Chargers Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Especially when you look at Phillip Rivers, yeah. his bolo. Yeah. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Michael Floyd. Keep I love it going. It. Andre Ellington. Let's do it. Yeah. Patrick Peterson as well. All you right. Betcha. Let's talk about your top headlines for today. Tuesday, NFL Network's Albert Breer reported that Denver Broncos wide receiver Wes Welker was suspended four games as he violated the league's policy on performance-enhancing drugs. Welker responded to the Denver Post saying, quote, I'm as shocked as everyone at today's news. All right, his fantasy impact on the Denver Broncos. Well, actually, actually it's going to be his real-life impact on the Denver Broncos, right? Uh, they score less points. They get less yards. They 
pretty much are less efficient on the offensive side of the ball. And here you go. A little chart for you guys to look at here. Uh, with Wes Welker, 13 games, a smaller sample size without three games. But you see it there, points per game, yards per game, passing yards per game, all down when Wes Welker is not in But that still Broncos. pretty good. Uh, yeah, 30 but points per game. <laughs> You'll take that. All right. Um, in terms of Wes Welker not being there, he's going to be gone for four games. It could be a blessing in disguise for him because he was dealing with concussion symptoms as well. But uh, it'll certainly mean more touches for the Thomas brothers, Demarius and Julius. But who's that secondary weapon? in that Broncos offense that's going to benefit the most. You've got to go Emmanuel Sanders, right? Yeah, absolutely. Emmanuel Sanders is a guy who was really good in that third preseason mm-hmm. game, had a couple of touchdowns, sure. and seemed to have a nice rapport. He's a different player, though, than Eric Decker. He's more of a vertical threat. He gets behind the defenses and makes plays like this. I also think that Wes Welker should still be drafted in fantasy leagues just later. Okay. Uh, and if you drafted Wes Welker, later, you shouldn't drop him. After the 10th round. Okay. Absolutely. After the 10th round. Still take a chance on him as your fifth wide receiver. I just want to reference one thing. We showed that full screen, and we showed the weeks 15 through 17 in the small print. Yeah. Most scoring is down in weeks 15, hmm. 15 through 17. When is that? That's December football. That's right. Weather's right. different. Right. Everything's different. So I don't know that his impact is that huge to this it's offense. It's Peyton Manning, guys. Yes. It's Peyton Manning. Elliot, we'll, we'll get back to the Peyton Manning effect in, in just a moment. But, Ellie, I want to pick your brain a little bit here. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders mm-hmm. or Andre Caldwell, who's the better fit in that slot? position. Well, I've heard a little bit of talk of, well, Emmanuel Sanders isn't a slot receiver. Yeah. The guy has 18 career starts. Can we really define what his career is? <laughs> I think they can move him around anywhere okay. they want. I think he's that type of player. I would absolutely take him over Andre Caldwell, and I agree with you. I think yeah. he is a must-have in fantasy. If you can get him, you need to get Emmanuel Sanders. All right, so you're going to take uh, Welker later. Uh, you, you, no obviously, you'll, you still hold you on to him. just sit on him. Right. Right. 14th exactly. round. <laughs> 14th round. There you go. All right, Peyton Manning. Look, if, if I can play devil's advocate for just a moment here. Peyton lost Eric Decker in the offseason. He loses Wes Welker for four games uh, in the start of the season. Is it at least feasible to argue that Manning's value is going to be hurt here, or is he just a juggernaut that just keeps trucking off? I mean, it's feasible, but he wasn't going to do what he did last year again. I mean, 5,500 passing yards, 55 touchdowns. It's not going to happen in back-to-back years. It may not happen Mm. ever again. And let's remember, Peyton Manning went through times in Indianapolis where Marvin Harrison was injured Mm or uh, Reggie Wayne was out, and he still found guys to put up numbers. I mean, Austin Colley. You think Austin Collier yeah. was a great wide receiver? When he played with Peyton Manning, he was very, very good. <laughs> very good yeah, call. the year Dallas Clark got hurt, I think Jacob Tammy caught 69 balls in like 10 games. Right, exactly. Here's the one possibility, the one where I would agree with you, is Wes Welker is a good little five-yard in, seven-yard out guy. That means that you can get the ball out quickly. If you're not holding the ball as long, sure. less chance for injury. And when you're dealing with a 38-year-old quarterback, you have to at least think that way. So that might be the one area where I think Wes Welker could affect this team. Four neck surgeries as well. Yeah. One big hit away. I, mean, yeah. I guess all quarterbacks are one big hit away. Yeah. But, yeah, especially for a 38-year-old quarterback with four neck surgeries, a little bit of pause con- for, for concern. All right, let's go to Atlanta. Uh, Falcons running back Steven Jackson reaffirmed to fans on Tuesday he will be playing on Sunday, even though he missed out on all four preseason games. The Falcons at home versus the Saints. Some managers trotting him out there as a flex play. Fabs, is this a... Smart pet play, is it going to pay profits? Not based on the numbers. If you look at his numbers, especially recently in September games, he has not performed well, didn't find the end zone very often in the month of September. I just don't trust him. All right, let me ask you guys something. What do you consider a lot of touches for a running back in a season? A ton. 
a ton of touches. I'm thinking 350. Yeah, 300. Okay. This guy's got 2,992 touches in his career. That's, That's about lot. eight and a half times what you just said was a That's ton a of touches. That's that a is a lot of tread, man. Yeah. So basically, is he even worth a flex play? 12 team league, I think probably he's going to yeah. be utilized yeah. as a flex starter, maybe a 14 team league for sure. 10 team league? No way. No thank I'm you. I'm giving you the Revenge of the Nerds. I like down. that. I, I like that. that. All right, that's your top headlines. Let's kick it over to Molly and Marcus. James, thank you so much. Molly Karam alongside Marcus Grant. And for those of you procrastinators out there, we're guilty as well, that haven't drafted yet. Marcus, take us through some guys that they should target in their flex spot. And let's begin with Darren Sproles. He had the most receiving TDs and yards amongst running backs over the past five years. Is he taking points away from Shady? I don't think he is. I think because both those guys can play on the field at the same time, that's going to help Darren Sproles' value. It's not going to hurt. LaShawn McCoy's value. Look, Sproles is a guy who when you look at him on your roster, when you draft him, he's got that RB designation next to his name. But more than anything, he may be as much of a wide receiver as anything this year. And I think when you talk about where the production is going to come from or who he's going to take away from, you're looking at all those targets that Deshaun Jackson had last year that he left behind when he moved to Washington. So don't fear if you drafted McCoy and, you have, and you're worried about Sproles, don't worry about it. I don't think it's going to be an issue. And he's going to be a PPR machine real quick. He's going in the 11th round. That seems a bit Way late. Way late. Yeah, Way exactly. Late. All right, we head to the Motor City. Now, Joyke Bell led the Lions in rush TDs last season with eight. Isn't he a great value there going in the eighth round? He's a fantastic value, and I don't even know that he lasts till the eighth round in a lot of drafts simply because he and Reggie Bush were almost co-number one running backs last year, and I think that division of labor is going to be even more equal this year. Bell's not a guy you're putting in as an RB2 unless maybe Bush somehow goes down with injury and Bell takes those, those touches. But as a flex option, love the guy, especially because he's going to catch passes out of the backfield in an, in an offense that is the past happiest of all the offenses in the league. Yeah, no question. Moving on to Kendall Wright. He had 94 catches and 1,077 yards in 2013. Can he build on that? Because it seems like Justin Hunter is really on the rise there. Yeah, I think he can. I mean, certainly 94 catches, that's nothing to sneeze at. And I think a lot of people don't pay attention to Kendall Hunter. I know the Titans aren't the sexiest team out there, but this is a guy who makes a lot of catches. He's a PPR monster. And having Justin Hunter, if Hunter can step up the way a lot of people, myself included, think he can, that means a lot of attention is going to be focused on the other side of the field. As long as Jake Locker can stay healthier, they can get some sort of consistency at quarterback. I like Kendall Wright a lot. Where are you taking him? I'm taking Kendall Wright probably as a sixth, maybe seventh round guy. All right, moving on to Michael Floyd. You mentioned Detroit having a pass-first scheme. So does Arizona. So he seems to just have a ton of upside there. He absolutely does. And Gil Brandt, our godfather here mm -hmm. at the network, he loves Carson Palmer to have a 5,000-yard passing season. Those balls have to go somewhere. And I think Michael Floyd, before the year is out, maybe even at the start of the year, is going to take over for Larry Fitzgerald as the number one option in that Cardinals passing attack. Started to come on great at the end of last season. A guy who's great after the catch as well. I think Michael Floyd blows up in 2014. Yeah, he was 10th in the NFL in yards per catch. And he was really the story of the preseason yes, there in Arizona. You got one more flex guy for me. I do. Franklin Delano Gore. Mm, Go get him. I wonder why. Good matchup this week? He's got a, a pretty good matchup That there. Dallas Against defense? That, that Dallas defense. Yeah, that's the guy you want to plug in your lineup as a flex option Yeah, this week. plug and play, there no question. Go. Good stuff, Marcus. Thank you. Coming up next, we're all about Michael Fabiano starts and sits this week. He may have drafted some studs, but can you play them in their opening debut? We'll reveal them as NFL Fantasy Live rolls on. Stay with us. Hey, I'm AJ Green. I'm Kadal Patterson. I'm Antonio Brown. I'm Deshaun Jackson. You should have drafted me on your fantasy team because, you know, I score a lot of points every, every weekend. So, okay.
because I'm going to get you most points every week. Y'all seen what I did the last six games of the season. You know, I blew up. I said so. And even when I don't get you good points, I'm going to come back the, next, the week after and get you some more points. <laughs> Don't forget that tomorrow NFL Fantasy Live takes a road trip to Seattle. We'll be live from CenturyLink doing our opening kickoff preview and even talk with Michael Robinson on NFL Network. That's 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. And all this week, we're asking fans to help us set a world record as we get back to football. Upload a picture of yourself wearing your team's jersey to NFL.com slash back to football on Friday and help us break the record for the most jersey photos in an online album. Mine is ironed and ready to go, and you guys can guess ironed. what it is. Giants. <laughs> Eli yeah. Manning, maybe. Hey, we've got another two teams to focus on here. Since we're back to football, let's preview the opening kickoff game. And boy, is it a good one. Yep. The defending Super Bowl champion Seahawks hosting the Green Bay Packers. It's a rematch of the fail Mary gentlemen. And we've got two stud quarterbacks in this one, both in fantasy and reality. Who's going to have a better game, Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson? I'm going to go with Russell Wilson on this one. I, I just like his mobility and what he offers there, Fabs. And that Packers defense, I just don't trust them yet. They have a decent pass rush, but I think their secondary can be had. And again, the rushing quotient uh, gets to me here because if the Packers do get a little bit of a pass rush, Russell Wilson can get outside the pocket, maybe pick up 35 yards rushing for you. There's an extra three and a half points just like that. You know I love stats, right? Yeah. All about stats. Last year, the Seahawks allowed eight touchdown passes at home. Eight. 16 interceptions. Aaron Rodgers is a guy you have to play. He's Aaron Rodgers. you got to play him. But you've really got to temper your expectations in this contest. If the Seahawks defense is even a third as good as they were last year at home, this is a brutal matchup. Yeah, but he, that being said, we've talked about it before. Don't get cute. Right. You drafted right. Aaron Rodgers to yeah. be your starter. We don't know that Seahawks defense is going to be great yet. Mm -hmm. We think they are, but it's a new season. You do not sit Aaron Rodgers. Nope. Wait until week three or four before you start looking for trends and matchups. Yeah, and a lot of people forget that Russell Wilson finished eighth amongst quarterbacks in fantasy points last season. That's pretty good. All right, moving on. We've got some pretty good uh, running backs here. Let's move to the backfield. Better game, Marshawn Lynch or Eddie Lacy? I'm going with beast mode. I'm going to throw Skittles out onto the field. I am going yeah, you are. with Mr. Lynch. Now, here's the reason why, okay? It's the Seahawks defense. That defense, again, now, Elliot said we don't know if it's going to be as good as it was yeah. last year, but you, you can project that it's going to be extremely tough, especially in Seattle. And I'm not down on Lynch. Everyone seems to be down on him, worried about his workload. Not me. I'm starting him. I love him. I play him. I'm going Eddie Lacy. Look, last time they played in this game, Aaron Rodgers got sacked eight times in the first half. How do you defuse that by running the football? Yep. Have you seen Eddie Lacy play lately in the preseason? It's A pretty beast. darn good. Oh, yeah. Should he be called Beast Mode now? Maybe. Hey, maybe. Beast Mode 2. All right. There's so much uh, fantasy firepower in this one. Who's going to be the highest scoring receiver, guys? I'm going Randall Cobb. I, I think Randall Cobb is really a matchup problem for any team because the Packers offense can move him around. He can play outside. He can play in the slot. I get it. The Seahawks secondary is very good. I think it's going to affect Jordy Nelson more than Randall Cobb. Aaron Rodgers has one touchdown pass in this game, and I think it's going to number 18. See, I disagree. I think it's going to be Jordy Nelson. I know he's probably going to be seeing a lot of Richard Sherman, but Nelson is definitely Aaron Rodgers' first target in the passing game. I like Cobb. I think he's going to be fantastic this year. But, again, this matchup is just tough. I'm going with Nelson. Excited to see Cobb out there healthy for a Absolutely. full season. Excited. Looking forward to that. All right, let's take a look at uh, Mr. Fabiano, our Hall of Famer's projections for this one. Fabs, walk us through it here. Well, I, I am very, very, very scared. <laughs> 
of this Barry? Packers offense. Barry, that's why I don't have Rodgers having a big game. Lacey, Cobb, decent games. Jordy Nelson will be the best wide receiver there. And Seattle, I, I just think Russell Wilson has a far better matchup. I love Marshawn Lynch. Seahawks defense puts up 13. All right, Elliot, let's see what you got here, my friend. Okay, I think the Packers are going to mostly run the football. That's why I think Eddie Lacy is going to have a big game. I think the Packers scored two touchdowns in this game, Eddie Lacy and Randall Cobb. That's why I have them at 14 points. That's not 140 yards, 80 yards and a touch for Seattle. Russell Wilson, I like a little bit of rushing yards. I've got the Seattle defense with a good nine-point game, not quite as high as you. I think the Packers are going to be a little conservative, Fabs. Cannot wait for this one. Make sure to set your lineups today. Thanks, guys. Good stuff. Coming up next, we talk fantasy sophomore stars. Who will break the curse of the sophomore slump and break out for fantasy owners this season? Did Moneyball or Cordero Patterson make the list? Hmm. Also, the Hall of Famer Michael Fabiano returns to tell you which wide receivers you should start and which to sit in week one. That's next. Come on back. All right, welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. It's one of the most popular fantasy columns in existence. We're talking about Michael Fabiano's stardom, sit-em column. Every week, Fabs writes an article on NFL.com slash start sit on which players he believes are good starts and which you need to sit for your fantasy team each week. So let's get right into it. Week one, stardom, sit-em. We're going to start talking about wide receivers, Mike. Yeah. Uh, if we can, let's talk about... How about Victor Cruz, the Salsa King? Giants versus the Lions on Monday night. Victor Cruz, start or sit? I am starting Victor Cruz. I know he had a terrible season in 2013, but he likes playing in September. Eight touchdowns in his last nine games in this month, averaging right around 102 receiving yards per game in those games. And last year, the Lions allowed the third most fantasy points to wide receivers. I don't like Eli Manning. (laughs) <laughs> but I like Victor Cruz. Uh, have you seen enough improvement from uh, Eli Manning in that offense? Man, that offense has looked rough this preseason. I understand that, but a wide receiver can still score well from a fantasy perspective, even if his quarterback doesn't. All right, very good. Uh, Vincent Jackson, Tampa Bay in a tough matchup versus Carolina. V-Jax, starter sit. I am starting him, and this is a really tough matchup, but... Vincent Jackson loves to play at home, and he produces at home. A touchdown in five of his last six games in Tampa Bay, including a touchdown in the last three games consecutively in Tampa Bay. So I'm playing Vincent Jackson this weekend against the Panthers. How fun is it going to be to see Josh McCown throw to these big boys? Uh, they got these, these basketball I know. players they have on the outside. big dudes. Man. I have Mike Evans in there as well. So uh, it's going to he, be fun to some see. big targets. Vincent Jackson will be his favorite. Josh McCown might be a little sleeper pick as well. All right, Deshaun Jackson, Washington on the road at Houston, who has a much improved defense with Jadavion Clowney. Start or sit the former Cal Bear? I am not a fan of Deshaun Jackson, not only in this game, but for the entire season, at least compared to his 2013 numbers 60 plus receptions once in his last five games and the Mm. Texans allowed the fourth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers last year and how about this Jackson only has one touchdown in his last four road games against the AFC we go deep with the stats here James love it I just drafted him last night I don't love that stat (laughs) sorry about that Baltimore at home versus the Bengals Torrey Smith Start or sit? I am sitting Torrey Smith. I do not like this matchup against the Bengals. In his last five games against Cincinnati, he's averaging 32 yards, and he's only scored one touchdown. 
those do not bode well for Torrey Smith's production this weekend. A little bit of surprising call here, right, though, for Torrey Smith? Because no, he's the, the number one in the Baltimore offense. But the Bengals' defense is really good, good so point. I don't think this is a surprise at all. All right, here's a, a look at some of uh, your other stardoms and sit-ums. And, of course, you can catch the entire uh, column online, but we'll get to that in a bit. How about we talk running backs now? Let's do it. And Fabs, I know you like a guy that's going to be playing against Chicago. We've got some eye-opening stats regarding that Chicago, once mighty, Chicago defense. Yeah, no longer the monsters of the midway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, monstrous in terms of not-so-good monsters. Uh, Bears rush defense, NFL worst in uh, 2013. If you look at those yards per game, uh, the 100-yard rushers obviously jumps out 10 times and gave up a 100-yard rush. Come they, on. They gave up the best and only good fantasy performance to Ray Rice last year. C.J. Spiller, Buffalo on the road versus the aforementioned Chicago Bears. He's an internal sit for me, but Fabs, well, what's your Well, I like the matchup, and he's healthy. The Bears allowed the second-most fantasy points to running backs last year. 22 rushing touchdowns allowed last season, second-most in the National Football League. Hey, if you're going to start C.J. Spiller, you got to start him against a very weak run defense, and that's what the Bears are. I'm playing him. I'm not saying he's a one or a two. Flex starter, go with C.J. Uh, the one thing that you should keep in mind, uh, one-third of his games last year, he scored less than four points. So he also had that ankle all true. season long. So very true. He I'll could, back him up here. I like it. You've been on him all offseason And Fred well. Jackson, too, is a good play as a flex sure. because he's going to see the goal line work. All right, Arian Foster. Again, the Texans uh, at home versus Washington. Uh, the Redskins, not so good defensively. Namaste or no on Foster? I am playing Arian Foster, and I know I've been down on him, but that's for the entire season because yes. we didn't see much of him in the preseason. But the Redskins allowed the fourth most fantasy points to running backs last year. And Foster just said this week that he fears wonderful physically, which is good news for fantasy owners, especially if you have Foster on your team. Play him this week against the Redskins. It's a very, very good matchup. Maurice Jones-Drew makes his debut for Oakland. The Raiders on the road versus the Jets. A tough matchup. Start or sit, MJD. I'm sitting him. I don't like this matchup. What happens when a rookie quarterback plays? Defenses load up the box to stop the run, mm -hmm. which means Maurice Jones-Drew is going to see a lot of eight-man fronts. And he's rushed for 60 or fewer yards six times in his last seven games in September. Again, we go deep here with the stats of the National Football League. MJD's a risk. Well, plus, I mean, I think if you also consider uh, the fact they're running a, a rookie quarterback out there. That's what I'm saying. That is tough. a big-time disadvantage. Start him, set him. You see him here. Maurice Jones-Drew, Stephen Jackson, Trent Richardson. How about Bishop Sankey, a guy that you've been high on, but you said like him. him. Wait, well, he's not starting. Sean Green's the guy there. <laughs> and until Bishop Sankey takes over that role, which I think eventually he will, yeah. he's a risk. All right, Michael Fabiano debuting his stardom. Sit him, call him on NFL.com. Go to the website, NFL.com slash start sit to read the entire And we've column. got sleepers in there. We've got a whole bunch of stuff that you're not going to see here on NFL Fantasy Live, so be sure to check it out. An absolute must read. All right, we're going to get more stardoms and sit later, but coming up, we're talking NFL sophomores for 2014. Which players will take it to the next level in year two? All the guys will weigh in next. Next on NFL Fantasy Live, we're talking about some of the most sizzling sophomores in fantasy. Will their names shine in the bright lights by season's end? 
And Michael Fabiano isn't done yet. He's digging out which quarterbacks to start and sit. So you play Tony Romo against that 49ers defense. And no, it's not Valentine's Day, but our experts are handing out their candy hearts to those fantasy players they've got a crush on. Things are about to get real cute up in here. All right, gentlemen, so we're going to talk some uh, sophomore stars. No sophomore slumps here, guys, that we think are going to have a, a big second season. And we begin with Giovanni Bernard Fabs. His production dropped off a bit towards the latter end of the season last year, but that is not deterring you. Oh, I love Giovanni Bernard. He's got one full year of experience in the National Football League. Extremely versatile. A guy who can catch 50 balls out of the backfield, give you 1,500 scrimmage yards. And I know people are worried because Jeremy Hill's in there. Maybe he's going to lose some goal line work. But he lost goal line work last year to Ben Jarvis Greenellis, but not all of it. You still saw Gio in some red zone packages. I think he is a complete back and a guy that if you drafted, start him with confidence. He's breaking out. Love it. Marcus, uh, Fabs had a crush on Cordero Patterson, and he wasn't afraid to tell the world about it. Yeah, if you saw yesterday's show, Cordero Patterson was on, and there was a whole lot of fantasy man love yeah, going Yeah, are you crushing as well? I'm, I'm about it, about it. You, know, you I, guys are fighting over it. We really are. It's, kind really of a, it's like a Paul McCartney, Michael Jackson mm. sort of thing. Look, when, <laughs> when Norm Turner got to Minnesota, the first thing he said was, he immediately put 10 plays in the playbook for Cordero Patterson. That got everybody excited. So far, everything we've seen from him in the preseason hasn't given us any reason to back off of that. He is going to be the undisputed number one wide receiver there for the Vikings. And you got to love the fact that they're going to find ways to get him the ball as a runner as well. The opportunity is going to be there. There's so many reasons to be excited about it. Yeah, listen, I'm not a player. I just crush a lot. All right, oh, people? I see yeah, what you did yeah, there. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> All right, Elliot, Keenan Allen burst onto the scene mm -hmm. last year, and he's not slowing down this year, my friend. No, I don't think he is. I mean, while we're talking man love, why don't mm. I just give a little love for Keenan Allen? Please do. Hey, slow start in the Chargers offense last year for Keenan Allen. Slow start period to the season. And then he turned it on. I was talking with Rank in the newsroom, and we can't believe how many people are just kind of snoozing on this guy. I mean, everyone thinks that Keenan Allen's going to be decent this year, but how good this guy can be. I think he can be definitely in the top 30 players in fantasy football this year. He's Philip Rivers' clear number one. And if you do that as a rookie, when you look at the history of rookie wide receivers that had great years, these are some of the best players in NFL history. All upside. We are very yep. excited about that. Moving on, Fabs. DeAndre Hopkins flew under the radar a bit last year, but he was one of the best rookies in terms of production. Had an awesome summer with the Texans, and uh, you expect that to continue. He had 800 yards. He didn't score many touchdowns. He only had two. But we see that trend of second-year wide receivers breaking out. Last year, five second-year wide receivers had over 1,000 yards. I think Hopkins is one of those guys in 2014. Let's face it, the Texans are likely going to be coming back yep. from deficits, throwing the ball a lot in the second half. And Ryan Fitzpatrick's not that bad, guys. I mean, he's not a terrible quarterback. It could be Mallet. He's intelligent. It's not going to be Mallet, <laughs> at least not anytime hey. soon. Not anytime soon. Mallet needs to learn the playbook, but I really do like Hopkins and, for 2014. And no, that Andre Johnson is not 25 years old anymore. I mean, this is year 12 mm -hmm. for him. Yeah. Year 12. Yes, good point. All right, Marcus, let's get to my guy. Let's do it. Eddie Lacy. Right. I drafted him with the number two pick in two drafts, our NFL Fantasy Live and NFL AM. Please tell me why I'm a very wise woman. Because you drafted Eddie Lacy. <laughs> That's why you're a wise woman. I mean, that among other reasons. But Thank you. Eddie Lacy. Covered yourself nicely there. You like that? And he's going to have a huge year this year. Look, he was so great last year as a rookie and he did a lot of his work when Aaron Rodgers was out of the lineup and teams were really scheming to stop the run. Now Rodgers is back, hopefully a healthy group of wide receivers to go along with him. That means you can't stack the box against Eddie Lacy. Plus, I love the fact that in preseason, 
he was calling himself Moss because he says his hands are so great. Now, I don't know how Packer fan feels about him comparing yeah. himself mm. to Randy Moss, but you got to love the fact this dude is confident in his hands and what he can do catching the football. Eddie Lacy is going to have an enormous season. I say be your own guy. But, hey, that's just me. <laughs> so, no sophomore slumps here. We were really no. feeling the love today. We should maybe all have a if group If I didn't auto-pick in my fantasy live draft, <laughs> I'd have taken Eddie Lacy before you. Wow. There you go. Okay, I see what you did there. Thank you guys so much. Good stuff. Let's go from sophomores to sleepers and give it to Adam Rank for his week one sleepers. Hey, Adam. Hey, everybody. Adam Rank here. And every Wednesday, I provide 11 sleepers who can help you win your week. It's a little column I like to call Ranks 11. You can check that out at NFL.com. But right now... What do you say to me giving you three? Well, too bad. I'm going to do it anyways. We're going to start with Mark Ingram. Yes, a Saints running back is leading off ranks 11 this week. I understand your hesitation here because, you know, it's the Saints. You know, the team that scores the most fantasy points and yet has the fewest reliable fantasy starters. And, and listen, the Saints running backs are the biggest offenders. But we can't ignore what Ingram was able to do during the preseason. Dude looked explosive, and dare I say it, he's going to live up to expectations. So go ahead and get him in your lineup and feel safe about it. My next sleeper is Carson Palmer. Yes, there was a time not too long ago when Carson and I would kick it at Wahoos in San Clemente eating fish tacos. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at VisitCalifornia.com.